Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Sports Insider Podcast. And let's start today's episode off talking about the Bulls, who did not make any moves at the NBA's trade deadline. The deadline has come, and it has gone, and the Bulls have stuck with the team they have right now. They have made no moves. Uh, So, obviously, this deadline was a very eventful one. We had James Harden going to the Sixers. We had uh, some other moves like McCollum to the Pelicans. Uh, Though it was a very eventful, uh, eventful trade deadline with a lot of uh, very very big moves and honestly going into it I was very very much expecting AK to make a big move uh, and maybe potentially bring in Jakob Podol, uh possibly bring in Jeremy Grant depending on know, what he was willing to give up um, I was expecting to see the Bulls make some sort of move here and it sort of shocked me that they didn't honestly uh, because I was I was fully expecting to be uh, you know to be wowed by a potential move where Kobe White goes to another team or Patrick Williams goes to another team. I was expecting them to take a run at Dennis Schroeder. We sort of knew Podol was going to be on their list of uh, of guys they wanted, and they just the Spurs never really were interested in any moves the Bulls uh, tried to make. Um, there is the potential of Goran Dragic. He was traded uh, from the Raptors to the Spurs and uh, was you no know, was traded for a first round pick. Um, no two to San Antonio was was uh, bought out of his contract. And now there is rumors that the Bulls are one of those teams he is interested in signing with. But uh, it looks like there's also a very good chance that he is going to sign with the Mavericks. Here we're getting all sorts of uh, all sorts of news on this. We were hearing that he already was a done deal with Dallas, and uh, now apparently. Is not a done deal, and that he is, um, no, he is wanting to uh, don't test his options. Not really sure what that's going to look like. We also had Thaddeus Young go to Toronto in that move. The uh, former Bull who really couldn't get any playing time in San Antonio. Hopefully, he'll get more time there. Uh, but. Honestly, I'm kind of surprised by the uh, the Bulls' cho- uh, Bulls' choice to uh, not make any moves here. Sort of surprised me. Sort of caught me off guard a little bit. But I guess they want to hold on to guys like Kobe White and Patrick Williams because Patrick Williams, of course, is you know is injured. And he is no guy. You're sort of banking on him continuing to develop even after a very serious injury. Uh, and then Kobe White's been a very streaky player. And I guess once you see him pick up some more consistency, is that's when you're really going to be able to uh, you know see him see him become the player you're really hoping he's going to be. And there's also the potential that towards the end of the year he can go on one of his big runs where he's you know putting up a lot of points and he'll um, you know he'll potentially be a nice option in the offseason if the Bulls want to unload him for a uh, a nice package. So um, really there. There's a lot of options out here still for the Bulls when it comes to their trades. But now let's turn uh, to some other guys the Bulls could potentially pick up uh, in the in the buyout market. One guy I've been looking at is Tristan Thompson, uh, recently acquired from the Sacramento Kings, the Pacers, uh, in the Kyrie's Halliburton uh, Sabonis trade. He's a very interesting piece. Uh, he's getting older. His minutes are going down, but he knows his role. He's a veteran guy. Uh, has won championships, which is you know, not something a lot of guys in the Bulls locker room currently can say they've done. And I think he'd be a really nice veteran piece. He'd also bring a nice uh, backup center presence with uh, you know, with Tony Bradley and him on the bench. So I would be very happy with a uh, Tristan Thompson potentially. Um, but 
there's a lot of options out there for the Bulls when it comes to the buyout market. Another guy being Paul Millsap, but since he was traded to the Sixers, the chances of him getting bought out are sort of slimming now. Uh, but now let's turn to uh, the, the uh, game the Bulls played last night, which was against the Charlotte Hornets, where they won 121 to 109 in this one. Now improving their record to 34 and 21. Hornets now fall to 28 and 28 on the year. Uh, it was a really nice game for the Bulls. Uh, they got off to a pretty nice lead early um and they never really looked back at the end of the game the Hornets did try to make a little bit of a comeback they went on a 10-0 uh, run with about three minutes left uh however a, a, a corner three from um from uh Troy Brown basically put this game out of reach for them and the Bulls were able to uh to come into it and uh, get a nice victory. So, uh, very nice win here. Uh, gets them back on track, and Charlotte continues to uh, to really struggle here as they have now lost six straight games. So, uh, Bulls now sitting at 34 and 21. Uh, currently, a standings check. Uh, Heat still sitting first. Bucks still sitting second. Heat will our uh, Bulls now sit in third. Uh, they are six and four in their last ten right now. They're currently a game back of first place and catching the uh, first place Miami. Heat here so um bulls nice win over over charlotte they'll take on the timberwolves tomorrow at seven o'clock no real news on io desumu who's currently in concussion protocols uh and zach levine does look to be uh fully healthy here so i'd expect uh to see him uh him staying in the lineup for the next one as well uh but hopefully the bulls are going to be able to pick up a victory in that one uh that's not going to be an easy game uh minnesota's been playing pretty good recently they're seven and three in their last ten so uh not going to be an easy game at all for the bulls and now let's turn to the Blackhawks, who returned from the All-Star break with a nice 4-1 victory over the Edmonton Oilers last night, now improving their record to 17-23-7 on the year. Uh, Edmonton now falls to 23-18-3 on the season. Uh, this is no, this was a bad game for Edmonton. They never really got, uh, really had a lot of chances, but never really got any offense going because Marc-Andre Fleury and Nett was outstanding. 40 saves on 41 shots in this one. Was getting peppered with shots the entire night he stayed in there and he stayed very consistent Mike Smith has a tough night for the Oilers 26 saves on 30 shots in this one Hawks didn't really do a whole lot on offense, but they didn't really need to. Smith, uh, I know, came into this one pretty poorly. I was expecting to see Miko Koskinen in net for the Oilers, and uh, we got to see Mike Smith, which I guess was a uh, bit of a reward here for the Hawks. But uh, goals in this one scored by Alex DeBrinkett, Kirby Dock, Brandon Hagel, and Dylan Strome. The only goal the Oilers scored was on the power play for them when it was just a scramble. It was a, just a scramble in front of the net, and uh, the puck ends up bouncing out to Leon Dreisaitl, who was able to get a uh, a wide open net when uh, Mark Andre Fleury was sprawled out. So, um, really, Hawks played a good game here, though. Mark Andre Fleury continues to uh, you know, to play well. So, um, you know, good good news here. Nice nice uh, victory for the Hawks in this one as they uh, look to get on a little bit of a hot streak coming out of the uh, coming out of the All Star break here. But uh, now their next game is going to be on Saturday uh, against the St. Louis Blues in St. Louis. So uh, that's not going to be an easy one. St. Louis has been playing uh, pretty well recently. They're seven and three in their last ten. They're twenty six thirteen and five on the season currently sitting in fourth place in the central division at the moment so uh, not going to be, be an easy game at all there we'll uh, preview that one when that one gets a little bit closer but after the Oilers game actually ended uh, there was some news or I guess some news from today uh, after the game last night 
And that was Oilers coach Dave Tippett has been officially fired. So who would have thought the Blackhawks were going to be the team that was uh, going to get a head coach fired? And it doesn't really shock me. It makes a lot of sense because Oilers fans have not been happy with Tippett for a long time. The team's been uh, very inconsistent. So it doesn't shock me at all, but who would have thought the Hawks would be the team who uh, who did that to the uh, to the Oilers? But now let's turn to the Bears, who have completed their their uh, coaching staff here by hiring a new running backs coach, and it is David Walker. Uh, Walker has been a running backs coach for a very long time. Started in 1995 at Syracuse University, uh, then he went to the University of Pittsburgh, where he gained his first real uh, first real attention after he developed two NFL standout running backs in Lashawn McCoy and Dion Lewis, uh, and then he ended up being hired by the Colts in 2011. Uh, he stayed there until 2014 before he went to uh, the high school level at uh, Carmel High School in Indiana, uh, and then after one season there, he chose to go back to the NFL with the Detroit Lions in 2016, where uh, he helped develop a pretty, ni- a pretty strong backfield there, uh, but now it looks like he is Excuse me, and now he's going to be officially uh, the Bears' new running backs coach. So they have filled out their coaching staff completely. The Matt Eberflus coaching staff is completely ready for the uh, 2022 season here. So uh, exciting stuff there. Hopefully the Bears are going to uh, you know have have a nice season here. And uh, Walker's joining a very nice running back core. Dave Montgomery, obviously, um, you know when he stays healthy, is great for that. Uh, great for that offense. Probably the best player on that offense. Um, and then you have you no know, other guys. No, Damon Williams probably won't be here. Uh, Tariq Cohen, same thing with him. But you know, you always have that potential to bring in another running back uh, who could uh, you know fill in that depth. And then Khalil Herbert as well. But um, so nice, uh, nice move by the Bears. Their coaching staff is officially filled out. But that is going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I will see you guys tomorrow.